This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The most powerful step you can take on your path to intuition is acknowledging and claiming your uniqueness. Our intuition is what makes all of us, including you, psychic, but frequently we don't get taught how to use our intuition. Intuition is just another word to describe an inner knowing that gives us information about this world and ourselves. Despite popular belief and Hollywood portrayal, being psychic doesn't look a certain way. Doctors are psychic, lawyers are psychic, moms are psychic, children are psychic. Maybe you've already known you're psychic, or maybe this is news to you. Either way, it's never too late to learn how to use your psychic abilities, and it is important, now more than ever, that you learn to use them because they can change the trajectory of this planet and your life. Throughout this book, we will discover our psychic talents and learn how to use them in our everyday lives. When we harness the power of our intuition, there's no limit to what we can do and create. Valeria Tellis interviews Dr. Divi Chandana, the author of You Don't Look Psychic, Your Essential Guide to Tapping into Your Natural Powers. Dr. Divi Chandana is an internationally recognized speaker an expert in mind-body-spirit medicine. She is a family physician turned intuitive coach. After graduating, she started to understand that health had everything to do with emotions and the mind. Dr. Divi shifted from Western medicine to intuitive medicine and now uses her intuitive gifts to help people self-heal and expand. She coaches clients on health, relationships, money, and more. Dr. Divi also teaches many online classes, teaching people to tap into their own intuition, create greater happiness, and living their highest truth. She believes that our highest state of wellness lies in our connection with our true selves, our intuition, our innate knowing, and us living our authentic life. Dr. Divi is a celebrated author, media guest, and TEDx speaker. Meet Dr. Divi at drdivi.com. Here's the interview with Divi Chandana. In your own words, who is Dr. Divi Chandana? Thanks, Valeria. Um, great question. So I'm background is I'm a family physician, and I've become working now as an intuitive coach. So I work as an intuitive coach, helping clients connect with their own intuition, their deeper guidance, helping clients work through their issues and stuff. So I work one-to-one -one as well as in groups and workshops. So basically helping people align with their truest, highest potential. What insights have you gained from events in 2020? Right. So 2020, everyone just thinks of COVID, which is a great thing to think about, but it really is what it represents. 
So for with COVID, a lot of us, you know, struggled financially, emotionally, mentally, and a lot mentally. You know, we're stuck at home. A lot of us are still stuck at home. And really, it's about going within. Going within to that place of love or joy or freedom or peace, which when we're really busy, we don't have ever time to do. So I have found a lot of people have actually used this time for inward searching, which is amazing. And the other part, you know, there's so many layers of it, right? Are Is what you're doing in your life really like, you know, waking you up and exciting you every day? Is what you're up to, you know, your career, whatever you're up to, your marriage? Is it something that you really want? And then another layer, again, I could go on and on. Another layer is this whole mask thing, right? To me, the mask represents our ego. There's nothing, I don't have a problem wearing a mask, but it's, am I going to be in fear or am I going to be in love? As soon as I remove the fear, I am just the essence of love. And so there's so many layers to it. The biggest of which is, what are you up to? Are you satisfied? Are you happy? What is your own definition for health? What is to be healthy to you, Devi? So healthy to me is an alignment of your mind, your emotions, your energy body, and your authentic self. And to me, every illness is a, is a chance to look within. It's a chance to see what is out of balance here. Why, why am I running this rat race? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I thinking these thoughts I'm thinking? What's going on here? So it's, I don't look at illness as a bad thing, just like I don't think the ego is a bad thing. It's part of our journey. And so when we can embrace illness, and, you know, look at it as an, as an opportunity towards greater health, then it's such a gift. And health is that alignment, I would say. How did you come to these profound understandings? So my own personal journey, I, I luckily graduated medical school pretty young. I was 25 when I graduated. So being 25, 26 out there in the world working as a doctor, you know, I still had a very flexible belief systems, right? And, um, and what, I was, it, what I was doing didn't make sense. You know, um, constantly filling up prescriptions and referring, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with the medical model, you know, but it, I never really saw people actually get better, better. You know, they're all needed, needed medication. They always need to come back. So I started to think this is like a self-referring business system. Like this is really interesting. And then I, you know, got sick myself, which is a common journey a lot of us go through. I got sick with lots of illnesses that a pill couldn't take away from chronic pain to allergies to food insensitivities, depression. And I just didn't want to take a pill because I'd seen everybody else do it. All these thousands of patients I'd worked with. So it, it, the only thing that helped me even temporarily were things like yoga and meditation. And then that began the journey of yoga and meditation for me. And then that spent, spent my thirties essentially teaching yoga, running a yoga studio. And that really got me, got my intuition cranked up because, you know, when you're teaching yoga and practicing all day, every day, your intuition has to go up. And so then that led me in my forties and now fifties into working as an intuitive, but it literally was a very gradual thing. And I think a lot of these awarenesses we can only have when we have to have the awareness for ourselves. How do we know when we are being authentic or when we are in that space of authentic self? It's, it's a process, but, you know, I always say to people, one of the ways is to know you're in your authentic self is because it feels good. Nothing inside your body vibrates differently. It feels like alignment. It feels like, yes, it's like every part of your body feels like, 
Yes. And I think that's a big part of the work. And I'm sure you know, sorry, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know this. A lot of it's getting out of your mind and into your body and truly going within. What would that be? The spirit component of the human being? Yeah, that's, that's our intuition. That's our divine, divine awareness. That's our divine knowing. That's that little quiet voice that says, yes, take this path. Like, I, you know, for me, 25, I graduated medical school. It was something I wanted to do since I was four years old. Why at 30, 31 did I decide to take a detour? Because that little inner voice said, there's more for you. My logical brain made absolutely no sense right? But you have to start to trust that little inner voice, even if your logical brain is trying to shut it down. That little inner voice is that true guidance. That's your soul speaking to you. Why is that so small in comparison to the, the rational voice, the, the mental noise? It's only a small voice until you make it louder, just because our mind is so loud. That's why so many teachers, including myself, teach meditation. Because we have to have the mind step to the side. And when we do, then that intuitive voice can get louder. You know, it can be our, our pre- predominant voice. It can be the knowing, you know, but at first it's a small little whisper. And it's there all the time, 24-7. Would you say that trust might be the most important aspect of developing intuition? Completely. It is about listening outside of the rational mind and trusting you're 100% right is a big part of it. It's to trust that this message I'm getting is here to guide and help me. I'm wondering when that it's not needed anymore, when it becomes, let's say, not automatic, but it's so part of you now that you don't need to practice or trying to distinguish which voice is which voice. Are you at that point? You know, uh, ask me on which day and which hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, really, it is really because we're human, right? We're, yeah. Yeah, we're, the hum- we're humans. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I don't think we're ever there 100%. We go in and out, right? And I think that's the journey for each of us. And I'm there maybe more than I was 20 years ago. I can say that tick, right? And I think each of us go in and out of it, right? We're like, okay, yeah, this is the knowing. And then, oh, I'm not sure about that one. But that's that's why tapping into our intuition is such an essential thing that we want to do because it is our superpower. It's the truth of who we are. So, yeah. Would you say that when we access intuition, it always has to do with love? Yeah, it, it, you know, and sometimes, you know, the intuition can, can be very much like, for example, don't marry this person. And you may take that as fear. Your rational mind may say like, why not? Right. But Ultimately, it's love. Ultimately, it's divine guidance. Ultimately, it's to take you to the higher journey of who and what you're supposed to be. But initially, it might feel like you might be you might be a bit you know taken aback by it. But ultimately, yes, it's all about love. It's all about that path. What are some of the greatest misconceptions about intuition? Oh, there's a lot. Um, so one of the greatest misconceptions of intuition is that. I don't have it, or I can't trust it, or it do, it's always served me wrong, right? So intuition is is our superpower. And, you know, when we're younger, our mind is really loud. I, I have an almost 16-year-old son, and, you know, his intuition is super loud, but so is his mind. So he says to me sometimes, how do I, how can I really trust this gut feeling? And because, you know, how does this sound feel different than this voice? And it's really deciphering the two. So one of the biggest things that a lot of people think is, A, I'm not intuitive. 
be it when I get it, I can't trust it and see how is it supposed to help me, right? So we have to work through these things but so that we can really listen to that little voice. We all have, we're all born with it. It's our natural superpower. But at first it can, you know, we have to learn to dance with the mind and dance with what it's trying to say to us. Would intuition gives us reasons for that decision too? Typically, no. I mean, reason, like getting logical is our brain, right? Try, you know, like marry this person. Then we go, well, why? Here's yeah. the list, right? True. <laughs> <Yeah, it's> <laughs> you know, for me, opening the opening the yoga studio was, well, why? This is dumb. I'm not going to make a lot of money doing this. Am I insane? Right. right? And so there's True. the logical is us trying to put a bat, try to explain it. Right. But intuition is knowing. I think a lot of it is working through our shadows and our subpersonalities that keep that mind active. Right. Why can't I have that? Well, because you're a girl. So why do I have that belief? Well, because my grandmother had it. My mother had it. And then we got to work beyond it, even though our inner voice is, of course, you can have that. So it's working with those shadows that we've received, that we've stepped into at our birth. And then also constantly listening to the inner voice knowing that there's no sometimes no rationale because that's again that's the human logic but the more we trust it the more we can go within so like i'll give you the example um we talk we talk a lot of, about scientific examples in the book when i was pulling up some science behind behind intuition that is, i mean this might this is a common example a lot of us can relate to we go to buy a car a house a big purchase right Mo, you know there have been studies that when you walk into that house and you know this is your house if you trust that knowing rather than that list of pros and cons, they actually said 60 to 70% of people were like, there's a 70% greater happiness level if you trust it. If you're going through the logic, oh wait, well this place has has in-floor heating, that's, you know, all those things, <laughs> yeah. then we can talk ourselves out of that knowing. I wanna be 70% happier any day, any day. So if you trust that, it's gonna tell you, like those big purchases, it's speaking to you, but we get logical. We get reasonable. We're like, oh, this list and that list. And that's just going to take us way off into the woods. How is knowledge different from knowing, Divi? It's a great question. So it depends which definition I look at. One of the ways intuition comes into us, we talk about what's called four primary clairs, or clairs are our way of receiving messages. So just for example, clairsentience is Every, almost everybody on the planet has clairsentience, which is the feeling. Everybody's got it. I should say almost. Everyone's got it. That feeling, the butterflies, the goosebumps, those are clairsentience. The clairs you're referring to is claircognizant, which is a thought insertion. Okay? So the classic example I always use when I'm teaching this is, because it's happened to me hundreds of times, I'm out, for, I'm out for a run or at the gym, and out of nowhere comes a thought, pay your hydro bill. That's claircognizance. That's a knowing. That's like no, knowledge. Now, the, the problem in our humanness is that we have the, the null knowing of like, I did an internet Google research, and this is what I discovered. Well, is that that's more logic and mind and, you know, but knowing claircognizance feels like it comes out of nowhere. And it's a knowing. It's an inner knowing. But as humans, we make up knowledge to me and the mass amount of information, you know, and that's not knowing to me. Knowing is the inner divine truth that you just know. I know that I love this person. I know that this kid is amazing. That's inner knowing. That's the divine truth. That's uh, your claircognizance. 
And I love the idea of trusting yeah, that knowing that we can come to that space one day as humanity. Although that might be the ego idea, <laughs> uh, right. vision, right? This grandiose right. idea that we can all uh, be happy and joyful and peaceful one day as humanity. I, I would say it's coming more from the ego because a big part of being in the human realm, and I know you know this, is knowing that there's dichotomy, hot and cold rich and poor. It's our inner peace with our ego that's going to create more space for everything possible. And so we can't have peace without war. And fortunately, it's part of the dichotomy on the planet, right? But we could have more health, more well-being, more love, and being okay with the opposite being here. That's really the key, being okay with the opposite being here. I'm okay that there's cold water because I know I have a choice for hot water, yeah. right? So yeah. it's being okay with both. What do you think is the purpose of the human experience, Devi? I believe the purpose of the human experience is to re return to what humans call God, return to what humans call love or spirit or the divine, and to find our inner power within ourselves, to move beyond the voices that says we can't, is to connect with our truth and our knowing and be who we chose we would be to be on the planet. And the greatest way you can do it is through love, which is another representation of 2020 and COVID. How can I love my neighbor who I cannot even go and say hello to through this wall, through this door? How can I love? Yeah. Did we choose to be here in a human body? I always like to think yes. <laughs> I would yeah. love to think yes, that we chose to come. Yeah. You know, we chose to be here. We chose that this is our journey. And I think when we actually choose that consciously, we come to peace with it too. This is, you know, a huge amount of being at peace with what's here that I think we all, we all want to come to. You wrote the book, You Don't Look Psychic, Your Essential Guide to Tapping into Your Natural Powers. So two questions. How did you become a writer? And what was the main purpose of writing this book? Sure. So I, I'm blessed to say I co-authored it with a woman named Lynette Brown, who's a very good friend of a very good friend of mine, and and her and I co teach classes together, and she's a wonderful woman. So, um, sorry, the first question: Why did I write it? Um, yeah, why, you know, how did you become a writer? Um, you know, I think I believe to be honest, all of us are writers. We're all storytellers. We all <laughs> sure. can write, right? So yes. it was, you know, a, a gift of the divine through us. Um, why did I write it is because to me, for me personally, intuition has saved my life, right? It, it is, it is a life-saving thing. And as a physician, you know, 25 years of like, go, 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 go be on the, you know, the treadmill and go yeah. beautiful life, but very much did not give to me, did not, it was, it was soul sucking rather than soul giving. Right. And I always say to people, if I can wake up my intuition, anyone can, right? <laughs> and intuition <laughs> is the gift that we're given in our divine knowing as a, as a soul and a human, okay? So I, I always say that, what would your life be like be if you could walk into a home that you're trying to buy and know this is your house and bypass your mind? Wouldn't you save so much time? Oh my God, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> so I believe that we, you know, we've got our five senses that we all know, touching, smelling, hearing, so on, so forth. But this sixth sense, is actually meant to serve us. And we, we sort of poo-poo it. We put it away. We get onto Google and try to figure everything else. And 
you know, I, one of my clients said she, she typed into good Google, should I marry this husband? I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, right? Great. great, right? And yet yeah. the knowing is within you. It's inside of you. What would it be like to tap into that? So that's why, that's why I wrote the book. I'm wondering if intuition will guide us to also do that through thoughts to just search. <laughs> Is that possible? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm joking about Google, right, but right. intuition can say, go search this and it can lead you a hundred percent, hundred percent. And just to go back to finish off the question, sorry, this is my intuition coming back in. Um, <laughs> another reason we wrote the book was to demystify intuition. Okay. Lynette, my co-author has a legal background. I've got a medical background. We're both kind of very normal people. People think intuition is like, oh, the woman in the black cape over there with a crystal ball, you know? And so we did, we wrote it to demystify, to, to marry the science behind intuition with the craft of building it. And so, you know, yes, intuition can tell you, go research this on Google, and it's a path to take you where, to where you are, 100%. So your intuition can speak to you in those small steps towards the bigger thing you're looking for. Yes. What is spirituality to you these days? How do you see the manifestation of that word? It's a great question. So for me, spirituality is connecting with that presence of love that is inside of you. To look beyond the fear and to see what it's here to teach you. How can I be in this place of love right now? To me, that's what spirituality is. And I make it sound so simple. Theoretically, it is. But it's a process, and it's work, and it's a journey. But I believe spirituality is a returning to oneness, a returning to compassion, and a returning to seeing us, us as all one and as mirrors of each other. So the words psychic and medium, to you, are they different or the same? They're all accessing intuition. So medium specifically is a person who connects with deceased loved ones right? Specifically. But you know, they, a lot of people use them interchangeably. Not all psychics do mediumship work, right? So you can do intuitive work and not connect with deceased loved ones. And sometimes when you only connect with deceased loved ones, you're not necessarily using your intuition right now for, again, I'm using this example over and over again, should I buy this house? Because you're always connecting to someone who was here on the planet before. So intuition is the now in the now in the now and so the terms you know are are very individual and as i said we wrote the book so that everybody can realize that yes there's all these words psychic medium you know all these words out there but it's your knowing right now what is your truth right now you say the most powerful step you can take on your path to intuition is acknowledging and claiming your uniqueness Talk to me about that, being unique. So each of us are unique. You know, we have thumb, everybody has a different thumbprint. Everybody has a different eye color and, you know, individual, like, you know, those eye scanners. Everybody is different. And connecting with your uniqueness is connecting with that which makes you thrive and love. Like, you know, I, it might sound like we're pulling hairs, but Lynette Brown, the one I co-wrote the book with, and myself, we both practice intuition. We both have coaching practices and businesses. And yet, you know, her uniqueness is she is profound at working with people and their businesses and helping their businesses grow. I have fantastic health, relationship, your, your, your 
um, your alignment with yourself. We both can do what each other do, but our my uniqueness is in what I do and her uniqueness is what she does, even though from the outside it looks pretty darn similar. So your uniqueness is that which, which when you wake up, you're like, yes, this is what I can't wait to be and do and feel and have. And it comes so natural to you. I mean, it might sound silly as an example, but I'll use it. I mean, obviously, Valeria, you're an incredible interviewer. That's your uniqueness. Get me to interview someone, forget it. I would cut them off. I'd be talking too much. Basketball players, same thing. The person who can take that basketball and shoot into the hoop over and over and over again and have that practice, that's their uniqueness. Everybody wants to find what their unique talent is, what their God-given gift is, and that is unique and individual to each of us. So finding is important. Does it relate to finding our purpose? 100%. A lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the word purpose, but I always think of the pur- your purpose as something that you would wake up and you would actually do for free. You wouldn't, you know, just like, yes, it's just like, oh my God, I can't wait for somebody to understand this and feel good, (laughs) you know, and that might be, that might be cleaning somebody's home. It really, like, you know, there are some people who absolutely love clean places. Awesome. That's your purpose. It doesn't have to be all hairy, fairy, and weird. It's what you feel is your passion and love. And it can change, right? You know, for a decade of my life, I really thought my purpose on the planet was to teach people yoga. Awesome. And it shifted. Awesome. Right? Talk to me for a moment about the ways to develop intuition. I know you mentioned practicing, just keep practicing. And trust is a huge component. You mentioned have fun in play, which is sounds to me like letting go, just being um, surrender, surrendering to the moment. And breathe. How is the breath connected to intuition? So breath is your connection to your divine source. As soon as you stop breathing, you essentially, your physical body, your soul will leave. Us mm. breathing is our conscious connection to all that is. Okay. And so as breathing keeps us in the now, like consciously focusing on your breathing, it accentuates, first off, it accentuates your parasympathetic nervous system. When your parasympathetic nervous system is accentuated, you're in that energy of play and flow because you're calm. You're not stressed out. And then when your parasympathetic is activated, you can be more in the knowing and like you can allow in the energy. And just go back to your thing about play. I think it's really, really important for listeners to hear. So when I, um, for this is my personal story, but it's connected to what I'm about to say. So the reason I decided to start intuition is because during the last few years of running the yoga businesses, my intuition kept going up. Like I would just know things like I'd be like, oh, I, I don't know if that person's going to stay in this job, like somebody who had hired or something. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Or that person's going to. And my husband was like, God, everything she says comes true. This is so weird. Like this divvy, there's something going on here. That's when I decided to study. Now, I personally am a huge believer that in order to truly harness your intuition, courses are the best way. OK, because practicing with somebody else makes it play and fun. When I'm trying to do an intuitive, like trying to get intuition for my family, it's like, oh, I got to get it right. Right. We're so yeah. serious. Right. So never yeah. practice intuition on your family. But, you know, take courses, yeah. play, have fun. Because what, are, what we do is if we're practicing intuition our own and we get it wrong, then the ego, the imposter ego comes mm. in going, oh, see, I told right. you you couldn't do it. What's True. wrong with you? Whoever thought you were intuitive. Blah, 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 blah. But when you're in a, a, a group of people who are open minded and loving, then what's going to happen is you're going to have a chance to play and dance with it. Of course, your mind's going to kick in. But let's just say you're working with somebody else. You say 20 things. 
And 15 of them are right. And there was no way you knew that. Sure, you got five, maybe a little bit off in the weeds, but 15 were right. That's huge. <laughs> True. 15, that's huge. Yeah. And you're only going to get build that confidence when you're in a safe place practicing it. So all of those practice, play, have fun, breathe, yeah. drink water are all part of it. Mm. I love what you, you say here. You have these um, also the ways to prepare and hold space for intuition, which is wonderful. You give all these suggestions. Talk to me about some of them, Divi. I know you have about, I think, 12 of them suggestions yeah, yeah. in your book. You know, the book, the book is amazing. So the book for your listeners, it's over 500 pages. It's, um, you know, Lynette and I have worked together for over a decade. We've taught classes together for about five or six years now. And so the book is super comprehensive, right? Holding space, grounding, creating a room that you're comfortable in, um, you know, calling in your guides, your divine support team. In, you know, like I'll just going to take a side note. Let's just say you want to practice your intuition in your business world. You know, being in a safe room, knowing that your divine support team, your non-physical energies are there to support you. Mm -hmm. Welcome them in. All of these steps that we talk about in the book, we give steps for everything, yeah. are absolutely necessary for you to feel safe. And to go back to the word trust, trust stands for to rely unto source totally. Super mm -hmm. simple. If I can rely that there's a non-physical energy that's leading and guiding me, and I can create the space and feel safe in this place, then can I allow in that knowing? Again, it can be in a business meeting. It can be buying a home. It can be choosing your partner. It can be deciding what you're going to tell your kid. But trusting that, vo that inner knowing is revolves around a lot of things from grounding say space, all of that, super important. And the more you do that, the more your whole life can be ruled by intuition, can be run, run intuition can run your life. Mm. Yeah. What a wonderful work. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Beautiful You're work welcome. and necessary. Uh, it's a reminder for me too. Would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book before I ask you my final questions, Divi? Sure. Um, so I just, this is off of me, not from the book. Um, the one thing I would say to your listeners as we wrap up is just is trust love. Trust that it's inside of you. Trust that if you're having a hard time, things are chaos right now, the universe is trying to help and guide you through it. And sometimes the guidance can feel like, oh, right? And as yeah. you keep trusting and keep stepping forward and keep stepping forward, reaching out for help, asking for help, asking professionals for help, then you will be guided. I just keep hearing to say to your listeners, keep taking steps forward that's the key just keep yeah. stepping forward if you knew you would die soon meaning losing the body would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way <laughs> i would travel but i can't i can't travel now right. i'm just lousy <laughs> right because we're True. 2021 i'm not i'm teasing about um yeah it's great it's a really great question if i i would i would probably just take a bit more time off the problem with my work is that it's my passion so, you know, I would take maybe a bit more time and spend more time with my son, who's now 16 and probably doesn't spend time with me. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't think I would any, make any major, major differences other than possibly traveling more, which, again, can't do right now. But no, I would I'd be completely relatively satisfied with what I've done so far. And the last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Three things I know for life for sure as of this moment. I know that love is the primary emotion that is here on the planet. It's always, as Marianne Williams says, returning to love. That's one thing. Second thing I know very well is it's 100% up to me. 
I get to choose each moment every day, which way I turn to love or fear, to love or fear, which way I turn. The third thing I know is my divine support team is always with me 24 seven. And it's up to me to turn to them. But in order for me to turn to them, I have to step away from fear. I have to step away from my mind. I have to turn to them and say, okay, here I am, help me. And they are there for me instantly. So those are the three things that kind of connects to the interview as well with the things I know right now. Thank you so much for your intuitive wisdom, um, your love, your beautiful presence, your authenticity, the work, beautiful work you have done. Thank you for everything, Devi. Thank you, Valeria. Thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Super easy. I've got one main website, which branches to other, but my main website is drdivi.com, D-R-D-I-V-I.com. Super simple. Wonderful. I'll have that posted as well. Thank you. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Valeria. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Divi Chandana and her work, please visit drdivi.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.